Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Marsha Cook, and we have a great show today. Michigan Avenue Media, World of Inc., Good story is a good story. Pick, take your pick. <laughs> That's who we are now. Anyway, it's all about love, and it's going to be a great show. It's the second Friday I've had in a while, so I think I'm liking these Friday shows, so maybe I'll be having them. I don't know. It seems like it's the end of the week, and everybody's more relaxed, and so I think this is this could be fun. So uh, I might change it, but I'm going to be off for a few weeks, I think. I said I am, so that goes and um, possibly Virginia Grenier will be back in the fall I've been saying she's coming back and then I finally believe she wasn't coming back and she might come back so that's a good thing she may do some shows with me and that'll be good and um, today is a a really important day it's um, what we're going to talk about and it is about love and it's a few of the authors from uh, the new book A Loving Mix and um, both of them have been on before um Rena Mallory and um, Michelle Prince has been on many times before, and uh, they have this new book, and there's a lot of authors in it, and it's going to be a really interesting because they're all different types of stories, and they're going to talk about it. And I think uh, later we'll be joined by Angela K. Austin. So, and if anybody else is calling from the book, Michelle will let me know. And uh, I am an author and a screenwriter, and I do. Ch- children's books and um, romance books and I did a non-fiction book about a Holocaust survivor and it's called Life and it's now in the young adult division because I uh, switched it up a bit and took out some of the things that happened to uh, Sally Lewis uh, at the end of her life and she won't, God forbid, she's still living but it, this is mo- it'll be basically what happened when she came home and she found her parents gone and everybody gone and there she is 10 years old so uh, I've switched that over to young adult now, and um, that's out already. And it's still in the same name to life, but it's a really important uh, message, so hopefully people will read it and uh, the young people will read it. And so I'm going to introduce uh, Michelle first. Michelle, are you doing well? Because I know you had some issues going on here. Um, are you feeling? Yeah, I'm, you feel- I'm alive. I'm alive. Yes. I'm not typing very fast because um, I broke a bone in each hand as well as a couple of days. <sighs> but I'm alive and I'm. I love Mississippi. Thank goodness you're I alive. I saw that. I went. I, oh my god. <laughs> oh. 
I prefer to be in Minnesota with Minnesota medicine. So yeah, I'm I'm doing good. My son's off to college, so all around, I mean, not the best situation, but that's all right. I'm making it work. So. So when do you think you'll be like in a full recovery? By the end of the summer, for sure. But I'm hoping by the end of this month, I'll be in a much better place because I have a big, big uh, signing that I that I put together, and Brianna's going to be there, and along with. like 50 authors from children's books all the way up to, you know, banky books. So we have a little bit of everything up there, and it's going to be a ton of fun. So, Yeah, tell them where it is and what time, you know, you can talk about that for a minute um, so they know. Uh, I, I have it on. I put I put the banner that you have. It's out. It's on uh, the show oh, page. Um, it's in the Twin Cities, so it's in uh, Roseville, Minnesota, technically, but that's a suburb of Minneapolis-St. Paul, and it's at Roseville Center in the East Court. It's free to the public. The first 200 people get three free books because we have um, books that um, were donated nicely by some wonderful Harlequin authors as well as um, a used paperback store. And, yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. You get to meet my models as well as the authors. And that will be I on think the models, the models will be um, what people will be looking at, right? <laughs> I think, that's a... I think they might be just a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> Okay. We've got a little bingo game going on, so they can they can win some prizes. It'll be great. Oh, that's good. All right, that's very exciting. Okay, Rihanna, do you want to just talk a little bit about what you do? And then, uh, well, Michelle didn't finish that, but I go sure. ahead, Rihanna. Go ahead. Oh, oh. oh sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, just... So, yeah, I, Michelle has a lot going on. <laughs> so, um, you all so do. Have... You all do. It's just a it's a lot, right? Um, I, I right now I have um, uh, the you know, a, in addition to a loving mix, I have another book coming out in um, in mid July that is a motorcycle romance um, that is part of a cohort with several other authors. So that's a new venture for me to to write a motorcycle romance. So we'll see how that that goes, um, and I. Actually, just released a few weeks ago, um, a book titled Queen of Spades, and it is a it is an, another cohort with three other authors where we all you know wrote about um, a character that's connected to the other three um, who bought a casino in Mississippi. So it's a very cool premise for uh, the players the Players Club, which are those four books. Um, but very busy with just writing. Um, I, I have a lot of of stories in my head that I need to get out on on paper in the computer, um, and so it's been it's been really busy, but it's good. And like Michelle said, I'll be coming to Minnesota in a couple of weeks to hang out with her and and go to the book signing. So there's a lot going on, but it's it's good. It's good. Things are good. And my youngest son graduated high school, and you know, um, as well as Michelle, there are the yin and yang that our children are. So it's kind of funny, but. <laughs> Their birthdays are even interchangeable. That's how interchangeable, they are. They're, yeah. The birth yeah. the birth month and the birth date are flipped. So I'm telling yeah. you they they're really we're a little close It's to kinda funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think I met you, Michelle. I think you, you're well. He was a lot younger because I, I think I've known him for almost eight years already. I think so. He was young then. No, so it's kind of yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. 
Okay, I, 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 you know what? I didn't let I didn't let you finish. So finish, Michelle. About you, I mean, you have a lot of different kind of styles of books. So maybe you should say that before we talk about some things. Oh, yeah. Well, um, my the last one that I released before this was Little Mama, and it is a motorcycle club book that I write with um, Ren McCabe. And we were supposed to put out book three this month, but I'm a little behind, obviously. Yeah. So I promised everybody it would be out next month. We're yeah, we're 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 working to get that one still put out before the end of July, just because um, we want to keep that 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 franchise is really a lot of fun. And and then I have my football one, which and now I started a tattoo series. So yeah, I've got I've got a couple different series going right now that are waiting for me to be healed enough that I can start typing away. Yeah, so. that's that's the other thing, right? That's not easy, of course. Yeah. It, it's pretty it's difficult. It's probably difficult to just, do everything. I was just glad that you know. I was just glad that most of this was the for the loving mix, I'm just glad most of it was pretty much done um before this happened and it was ready to go. So it you know, at least a lot of my even my um promo for it was already set up so it was kind of nice there was Rihanna took a lot of the reins on promo but it was our but I already had some stuff set up that was already ready and for them like some videos and some or trailers and and um and uh memes and stuff so they've been able to use those which was perfect was glad that all so you was already set up so <laughs> all right well that's a good thing so do you want to say you know okay this is um well you sent me when you sent me the email about Loving Day, and it's June 12th, 1967. So do you want to explain mm-hmm. a little so people will understand, you know, what actually this meant and what, you know, how it became a date that was important? Well, well Loving Day is the day that the Supreme Court um, held up uh, uh, the Lovings um, from Virginia, um, their their right to be married. and. Because before that, I mean, if you've seen the movie or read anything about them, they were getting arrested if they were in Virginia. They were allowed to go to other places, but they their their home was Virginia. Their family was Virginia, is in Virginia, and you know he's a white man, she's a black woman. It wasn't allowed, um, and it opened up the rights for other people, to, uh, for people interracial couples to get married. And technically, in 2010 was the first time was the last state. Alabama was the last state to officially with state ban on it, although they really couldn't enforce it because of the 1967 ruling. Um, and so I kind of, once I finally learned about the Lovings enough, I always wanted to do an anthology, and I probably wanted to do one for five or six years with um, other interracial authors. And, and so I kind of tapped people. I got a little behind because it was my son's senior year, and I didn't think I was going to be doing as much as I did, but I did. Um, yeah. But we were able to get it together. I was like, don't worry, we can get this together. We can do it. And I'm like, because <laughs> I'm behind. She's like, no, don't worry. We, we'll get this together. And we did. So we have eight authors. Um, all have stories. And the, the stories are all about conflict. So it's not necessarily, well, I think we have one that's, eight, that's um, Indian as an in Indian, the, the country, not like Native American, yeah. but um, yeah. uh, um, with a white person also. So it's, it's more about just anybody of any race being able to be with somebody of a different race or with our paranormals. It's um, people that are, you know, not supposed to mix like vampires with witches. So it's, it's that kind of 
situation, things that where society says it's not right, it doesn't matter, you know, doesn't matter how the two people feel. It's what if society is saying this isn't appropriate, and that's kind of what we we that was our that was our base for our criteria for being in the book. Yeah, which is an important thing. So, uh, how well? What are people saying about it? Are they liking the book, or you know, it just came out, so it, it, it's new. Yeah, they're loving Rihanna's story. I'll tell you that. <laughs> her, readers are, <laughs> her readers are voracious. I guess would be a nice way to say it, and they're very good at reviews. Um, yeah. So we're yeah. It's only been out for a couple of days, so I'm mm-hmm. and so I'm hoping to hear some on couple of the other stories, but I know her her readers just probably went straight to Rihanna and read her. You know, you know that. See, you know, it's so it's really hard these days to get reviews, you know, and to keep them on Amazon mm-hmm. because we've talked. Mm-hmm. I talk about this yeah. a lot because people, you know, mm-hmm. if you ask someone to do it, then all of a sudden they put it on, then Amazon takes it off, and you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's really getting difficult to keep reviews on. You know, and if you give someone a gift, they don't let them put it on, which is totally mm-hmm. unfair because you're not giving a mm-hmm. gift always to a friend of yours, but sometimes somebody wants to read the book and you say, oh, fine, or you have a contest or whatever. They don't want to put those on, and that's very unfair. So, you know, and considering people are always looking at the reviews, but what do you, how do you feel about how many do you think you need? I mean, to make it where people will want to read it, because it's, it's very hard. So how many would you like to have? I mean, I see people, they have five, 600, which I don't even know. How, I, I always say this. I don't know how it's possible, but they do it. Neither do I. <laughs> Me neither. I if, I could, if I could yes, unlock that formula, I would be very happy. <laughs> okay, yeah, there is no formula. You know, and <laughs> I think that's one of the things for all of us, you know, that we, you know, and our own friends, when they read the book, they don't realize how important a review would be. They don't get mm-hmm. it. So they don't write them. <laughs> That's what happens a lot of times. And I think it, yeah. as Facebook is changing so much, like a lot of us don't see things that are happening. That's why I'm always glad that when Michelle lets me know when she's got something going on, because I might not see her posts. I don't even mm-hmm. know who I, I see posts now. I have no idea who they are. I know who they are. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. When I put when I put I put posts on for this show, all over the place, and on all I have five pages. And then I was looking before the show, and I'm thinking like, where are they? So I had to go in to make sure exactly it was on there because when I post them through my phone, some I don't know what happens. A day goes by or two because I know I put them out three days ago. I don't see them, so I'm not sure that they haven't changed something. I don't know. Every day something is changing, and it's just not the same. So how do you feel about that? What yeah. are, what are you doing for that? How are you doing this yeah. for reviews uh, and things? For, we, we well, you know, for getting shares because you know, remember how it was <laughs> where you could share things? I mean, people aren't right. really sharing. So what's next? How are you going to do this so they get it out more? Right. Yeah, I think for me, um, I'll take this just at the beginning, Michelle, and then have you piggyback. Yeah. For me, um, the reviews are, you know, as you were saying, Marcia, the reviews are really hard. Um, you know, and, and Michelle and I can probably both attest to this. You have hundreds, if not thousands, of books that are sold, uh, and you get, you know, 10 reviews, and you wonder, good gracious, you know, all know. of these people that purchased the book and, and only 10 reviewed it. And so, 
you know, know, you do try and encourage readers, and I've, you know, there have been moments where I'm like, okay, you guys, I really need your support to to review this yeah. book because I need to have other people who may not know my stories when it comes up. They see that it's been reviewed by more than three people, and you know, and and kind of say, oh, well, let me check it out. So. I mean, it, it comes down to almost begging and pleading sometimes, but then at some point you say, you know what, I, you know, people are going to review or they're not, um, and and I'm not, you know, I'm not in favor of, you know, some people go out and they buy reviews and some, you know, um, I, I just can't do that. I, I think but, reviews which, are organic. You know, I think say, people well, okay. have to All right, enjoy Angela, the book. Angela's on. The, Angela just emailed. You know, she's coming on. I'm going to put Angela. Oh on. great. Hi, and then I'm going to say yeah. something. Hi, Angela. It's Marcia. How are you? I saw Hi, that it came, well. up, came, came up on my screen. Uh, well, just add, I'm going to answer a question, then I'm going to let you tell everybody about yourself. You know, it, it's not the worst thing. I had um, this guy on from um, Kindle, um, KindleBookReview.net, and uh, they are they're really good at getting the reviews out. You can get a few reviews for $50. Uh, they're uh, reviewers that Amazon allows, they keep them on, okay? And he was on a show, um, The he's from the Netherlands, so we did a show together, and it, he said everything is changing also, but at least you can know that it's a lot of times you have to beg people to get reviews, and I hate doing that. So it's not so bad anymore because they actually do it. You know, if you pay them for two or for four or whatever, you get the reviews. And that's a good thing. They do all genres, but it's not like you have to wonder if someone's going to give you a review or they just took, you know, a lot of times you know this. You know, you have a contest or whatever. They take the book and you never hear from them. Virginia and I did, we tried some a few years ago, and we sent books to Australia. It cost us so much money because somebody signed up, so we sent them a book. Nothing. So in this particular case, this company at least does the reviews. And they get and they stay on there, and they're good people from Amazon that review them. So, if you need a few reviews, it's not a bad idea because at least you know they're going to be posted and they stay there. So it's not so bad anymore. It's listen. I would have given advice to people years ago and say never pay for reviews, but I don't give the same. And if people have very expensive PR firms, well, the PR firms they pay a lot of reviewers. When you pay them money, yeah. they pay the reviewers. So, you know, it's kind of, it's very bad, you know, how that goes. So if you do need some reviews, it's not always bad to use this company because you actually get the reviews, you know, and they're, and you can tell they've read the book. So, you know, in case anybody wants to know. Okay, Angela, hi, Angela. We talked about everybody else, so maybe we'll, you just want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and then you will just move uh, on. Sure. Yeah, I hate okay. that I um, <laughs> had to hop on late. Um, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no problem. Um, no problem. So I've been writing. Yeah, I've been writing for um, about eight years. Um, I primarily write women's fiction, but I do also write romance. And when it comes to romance, I write um, contemporary, historical, paranormal. Um, okay. The latest piece that I've been working on is actually going to be released before the end of this year. It's a prequel to 
um, the stories that are a part of my American Civil War series. Um, it talks about the Orishas, who are African gods, and the witches, who are a part of my vampire story. So um, really, being a part of this, Michelle um, put the call out and asked to be a part of it. It allowed me to kind of jump back and do something that I like, which is more on the contemporary side as well. So this is um, an opportunity for me to join together with people who have been a part of what I call my writer's tribe for a long time. Um, <laughs> and it allows me to jump on board and, and be a part and and work with some dynamic authors or authoresses and um, and just be a part of something that I think is really special and different. So, so that's me in a nutshell. I think they're great. You know, I've never done one of these, you know, but I do think – it's it's probably a very good thing, and then you mark it together, and it's you know kind of like a good friendship for people. But I just I wanted to add something, Michelle. You probably I I didn't used to always do this, but I would have liked to do this. What we're doing now is if you, if all three of you, if you have a question for each other, please feel free to ask it because sometimes I know people don't always talk to each other on the phone a lot. So if they want to talk to you know if each of you have questions to ask each other, that's fine with me. You know I'm good with it. So. Um, just ask away, you know, if you have a question, you know, because, you know, because I don't know, we're not in the same room and you don't know what somebody's thinking. And sometimes, you know, you want to ask something of somebody. But, I mean, you guys probably know each other pretty good because you've done this, you've worked on this. Um, so you've all been doing this, and there's more, though. Do you want to, should we, Michelle, do you want to mention the names of everybody else that did, that's on that didn't come today, but they're in the series, you know, in the anthology? Yeah, too. um, yeah, we have uh, Shayla Colt, um, Inez uh, Johnson, Trisha Drommel, and Therese Murphy. I know she got another name in there, but I'm bad about that. Um, they all did a different story. Um, Therese was new to me. Inez I met through Rihanna. Um, Trisha, I think she's been on your show with me before. She, um, she, She's one I've known since before I was published. And right, because she her. did right. It was another then, series, a different series that we did. Yeah. Yep. And then she, and then she, I think she was on one when we were doing an iteration show, also. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she that. Right yeah. And then it um, so wild. It is so, like it did seem a while ago. I don't know when that was, but it does seem like it was a while ago it, yeah, that we did that. It was probably a couple of years ago. We keep we keep we keep having to come up to the same topic, and yeah. because well, it again, is a topic. A, it, one, you know, it is. Well, it's an important topic, and, you know, and I mentioned this the other day because, I, you know, um, there's still a lot of publishers that will not publish interracial marriage or relationships, which is kind of hard to believe, but, you know, that's the way it is. I've heard this, and, and, you know, since we've been having shows like this, I mentioned this a, a while ago on some of my shows when we're talking about things because it comes up that, you know, some things are hard to believe that people don't talk about. You know, and yeah. um, I know um, yeah. Har- Har- Harlequin this year got in the last year got called to the carpet for for not putting out interracial and not put, and not hiring or not getting a lot of women of color to break for them. That was a big topic this last year, um, for sure. I I know uh, I didn't get as involved with that because. But I know they, they they canceled their Kamani line along with a couple others. So I mean, it's not just because the Kamani line was the uh, was the 
women of color line. But, yeah, there's a lot of I, – I, I know we've talked before about how I had – I was told that they wouldn't write a black man with a white – they would they'd accept a black woman with a white man but not the other way around with a lot yeah. of publishers. So. Yeah, yeah. It's so, and I know, uh, you know, Rihanna, it's, it's Rihanna unbelievable. Yeah. I know Rihanna started because she was looking for stories that she that would have a black woman with a white man. So yeah, and they should. Yeah, I mean, you know, it really shouldn't right. make a difference. You know, it's it should it's about love and it's about relationships and whatever. It does. It shouldn't matter because well, even if it, it, we're all different people, everybody's different, no matter who you are. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, a relationship is hard enough in general. So why make it harder because of, the, of these, you know what I mean? You know, it's not mm-hmm. easy. It doesn't matter, you know, who you marry, who you love, but they're not easy to hold on to relationships. So what would, what's the difference? If people love each other, they should just, you know, let it go. But I don't think that's happening. But, you know, and it's not a good thing. So I'm glad when to see that you've done another, you know, book, you know, that you guys are out there because there are readers. I'm, you know, you have readers. This is a good thing. And wh- why mm-hmm. should anybody care about that? Which is hopefully would be someday we don't have to think about this. We're not quite there well, that's yet. That's one of the reasons. <laughs> hoping, yeah, that's one of the reasons why this Loving Day anthology was such a was such a great idea. Not only because it 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 can help feature the eight authors. Oh, and Michelle, the other author was is uh, Jamala Bergman. Um oh, I I she's our eighth author, right? But but yeah. You know, so one of the reasons why we wanted to write this was we wanted to highlight not only that pivotal Supreme Court case of the Lovings, but also to showcase that even, what is it, is it 1967, was that 50 years? Am I counting that 51, right? 51, 51 years? You know, wow. 51 years after their landmark Supreme Court case, we still have some of these struggles and and people who want to love someone who doesn't look, quote unquote, like them, they still go through these challenges, whether it's religion, skin tone, skin color, uh, race, nationality, LGBT, it's it's all of that. It's it's the full diversity of love and what that truly means. And and it's it is it is a challenge, as you said, Marsha. It's hard enough to be in a relationship. Anyway, but when right. you throw in outside forces that that continuously try and pull uh, two people apart and tell them that their love is wrong or that their love shouldn't exist, um, that's where I think all you know the three of us, Michelle, Angela, myself, and all of the authors involved, and, and many of our IR um, sister authors get. That's where our frustration comes because no one should have a right to tell someone who they can or cannot or should or should not love. Right. Um, right. And so that's really what this entire anthology is is meant to highlight, not only to give honor and, and homage to the lovings themselves, but to really say, listen, you guys, we're 51 years down the road and we are still having these challenges. We have to be aware of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, and, you know, um, um, with you know, and that's really the that is the truth, you know, because you mm-hmm. know, and I mean, I do think you know um that a lot of public small publishers have gone out, and I wanted to discuss this a little bit because you you are independently published, and I'm on looking always on Amazon a lot just to see who publishes what, and I 
You know, I think, you know, more than I ever did. I mean, I was a literary agent, and if you're not in the big six, Mm -hmm. nobody's work got out. So um, now everybody has a shot out there, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I think that over the last nine years, I've seen so many publishers, the smaller ones, go out because it's it's very expensive, you know. You have to get the cover, the you know, the editing, everything, and you know, and I think this really more than ever is more of the wave of the future and books that are doing very well on Amazon are indie published. And, you know, I don't call them self-published anymore because I think people, they think you, you know, you glue the book together and, you know, it's just, it's, uh, turns out, you know, <laughs> but it, they're good books. And so I think that, you know, your book, you, because you all got together with a great idea, you put it out years ago, that couldn't happen, but now it could. Mm-hmm. And so just somebody want to talk about the fact that, uh, you know, how much freer that is for you when you know that if the book sells, you're going to know how many copies it sells, you're going to know how much you get. Does anybody want to talk about that, that, you know, that you're the ones that I, are in control? Well, I would like to, um, I would love to say something about that. I know I've been Go with ahead. <laughs> Go right ahead. Several, um, <laughs> I've been with several <laughs> different um um, small press publishers over the last eight years. Um, one of them, Rihanna and I were. Rihanna, we were both part of that first one, right? With me, with our. We were. Um, mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. and that one like crashed and burned, right? But mm-hmm. but then I yeah. was a member yeah. of a couple others, and I still have one that I work with. But you know, one of the things that I found is, you know, I would have conversations with people um, about the diversity in writing. And, and and characters and storytelling. And for me, it was either I'm going to write this or write what I like to write. And so the more I submitted to people, it, I will say at first it kind of disheartened me a little bit well, because yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, they already have one. And so because they already have one who does one. kind of what I do, wow. they don't need another one because they've got uh. one. Or <laughs> mm. they would tell me that they didn't know how to market something. I, I have a friend, I, I think it was Michelle who was saying earlier, this has been the overall diversity in storytelling has been a hot topic. But I have a friend who mm. writes Mel Mel, and he's, you know, he's in that world, and there was a big brouhaha with the publisher recently in that um, was in that world because of people were saying how, um, I guess, uh, an editor was being very candid with one of the writers and saying, hey, you know, people of color on a book doesn't necessarily sell a book. And so it created kind of like this brouhaha. But I can guarantee you, just like Michelle said, just like Rihanna said, we all knew that from 10 years ago that that was right. a, a position that people <laughs> held and they stood fast mm-hmm. in that lane and yeah. believed it. But so for me, it took me a long time to decide because I had that traditional mindset of publishing in my head. Like you said, Marsha, I wanted to be part of one of the big five, the big six, whatever, you know. But as as those doors keep closing, as, you know, you see a Kamani close or this close or that close, then you have to decide for yourself, you know, are you going to, like, sit around and just say, oh, nobody, you know, woe is me, nobody wants to publish me. Or are you going to step out there on a limb and, you know, try to find the one, two, 20,000 readers who want to read your story? And for me, it took my tribe, you know, Michelle, <laughs> Rihanna, other friends of mine who were out there doing these things. And I'm like, well, hold up now. 
I can't yeah. be left out of the party. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know, I mean, you, know, you know, the so truth is, it should be there is a market for everybody. Yes. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't there be is. closed off. And it's not, really. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be. It's no, not unless you are afraid. If you are afraid yeah. to put your story yeah. out there, then it is closed. Mm-hmm. And there's one person, there's somebody out there waiting for your story, whatever it is. But right. if you're too afraid to take that step, then somebody yeah. is missing out on it, you know. Yep. And so yep. I was afraid. I did not know how to do it. I didn't start self-publishing until about three years ago, three yeah. years ago. Yeah. And yeah. um and it was really like it was a learning curve for me. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't have a clue what I'm doing. But you know, well, all of us. You know, I feel that way after twelve books or thirteen. I go, like, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. What, what am I doing? No, I'm not so funny, Angela. <laughs> yeah, you know what's so funny, yeah. Angela? Because when I fr- first my very very first first book. Uh, Michelle had alluded to it. I don't know if you were on or not, but um, I, the, you know, the the reason I got into the into writing and publishing my writing um, was that I, you know, I found a book, my very first one of of an interracial couple, and for a year, about a year, I devoured every single book I could find, and I ran out. There were no more books. I mean, I literally devoured thousands of books and there really? were no more books there and wow. it, there was I, I ran out and so um wow. it was at that moment where I was talking with my husband and and we're having a die he's like you you this is your world you know this you know what makes yeah. a good story yeah. you created these in your head why not you know put well, yourself exactly out right. there because if you're looking first- for the book you're yeah, right. he's like, when if you're looking for show, a book, someone else is looking for what, for the same right. thing. So you because have to the story, write the book. The story. Exactly. The story. You have to write yeah. the book that people are waiting for. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. And, and I went on to Lulu.com and I self-published and, right. you know, made this crazy looking cover that, you know, but it was my very first one. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to go out on a limb because if, you know, I, I want these stories and, and there's, there has to be other women out there like me, so I'm gonna, you know, let's let's just jump right in, and that's really yeah, what happened with me. Yeah, I think it's really me. important that everybody feel that way, you know. But you know, mm-hmm. and there is a market, you know, for ev- everybody, and you know, you just don't know until it's out there. But you should have it out there. It's so much better than if you're sitting with work in drawers that are never out. You know, and once mm-hmm. it's a book, it's a book. And somewhere along the line, maybe we won't even be around, who knows, but someone will have read that book, you know. And and it's very interesting. We don't know our readers. I mean, there's a lot of people. We don't know who, you know, it's like you, you don't know who your reader is. I mean, I've had my own issues where I was, you know, a little more, not shy, because I'm not shy, but I just was writing words, you know, because I did an erotic book. I had all these authors, and I said, I just like people that are having romance books and they're so much fun everybody that i have on the show it's really fun and they're so much less stressed out because they're writing what they want to write so i'll do it so then i was i changed my name i didn't change my name i took out the words i added the words i did that and now i you know decided that's it i'm marcia casper cook this is in every book whether it's romance or children's they'll have to deal with it you know what i mean and i'm I just finally faced it that I'm just going to do what I want to do, and that's just it, you know, because I, 
you know, I even wrote as a man when I did my screenplays because I thought it would be better for a man than me writing a book about cops and this and that, and who wants a woman. That was then. That's 20 years ago. But now, you know, I think it's important that everybody gets their stories out and can get them out. You know, and I'm happy yeah, for everybody. You know, I think it's great it's that we do have a call. I'm just deciding if they should uh, maybe tell me who they are on Facebook because I lately the callers <laughs> we've had some really not nice people calling in. So oh, no. let me just. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, not nice well, people. Life, oh, yeah. life happened. Life <laughs> happened is what happened. Yeah. We, need, <laughs> we need screeners. <laughs> well, I used we used to have that because there used to be two of us on a show when I was with Red River, and then nobody really wanted to do it anymore, you know. And I had um, Bethany Cross was working with me, and I loved it. So Bethany, if you're listening today, which you might be, please come back. We miss <laughs> no, you. It was it was and so Bethany comforting to have somebody answer the phone. You know, and be there for me, and we could talk about the show and do things afterwards. You know, but. You know, and she's a really good writer. So, Bethany, if you're hearing me, come back out. But, all right, I'm going to answer the call. I might just hang up right up on them because they may have a question for somebody. So we'll see how this goes here. I don't know. All right. (laughs) I know, right? I'm like, Mm yeah. Hello? Hi, it's Marsha. Can I help you? Do you have a question? Fuck you. I love Nicholas Cruz. There we go. Oh my God. Oh, well, that was interesting. Okay. Yep, that's it. See, this is a problem. This is the thing. This I don't is, know this what is, that meant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. lost. I didn't take the name. I'm lost. It's always very interesting, you know. And I, you know, I'm very gutsy because I do answer the phone. And I, you, know, <laughs> you are gutsy. I don't know, you know, because if it's somebody that wants to really ask a question, I hate to keep them there, and I can't mm-hmm. not. I can't put all of I can't put the whole show on hold. So this is what's out mm-hmm. there. Okay, so here we are on a great topic. Well, that must mean something to whoever said that. You know, um, I had a topic that somebody I don't even know what we were talking about, and then somebody called in. Oh, old books. We talked about older books, and somebody said, um, and what did they say? Something about the Bible, and then they said, Oh no, I like Mein Kampf, and I knew exactly what he meant. And I hung oh. up on him. Okay. Yeah, it was not. Oh my goodness. So this is what we have now. This is why books like this are important. Talking about this is important, which is why I did my young adult book again for, you know, to life for people that were in concentration camps. So these things don't happen again. Because guess what? Mm -hmm. This is out there. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, it's really kind of sad. But we'll we'll just forget about that. I, I knew it. I got my. Phone, you know, I'm ready to click it off on your me. radar you was know, on. Yeah. You've had so many of them <laughs> lately, you know, and I don't want to not take the call, but I already know as soon as they come on, they have to say something horrible anyway. So, so much for what's going on in America, which I don't talk politics, but guess what? <laughs> Think about these calls. Yeah, politics comes into everything. <laughs> All right. You it know, comes so, into you, everything. Yeah, you know, it's everything. And you know, I think, you know, when we're all saying this about one thing, it's it's about love. And when two people yeah. love each other, it shouldn't matter. And I think it's mm-hmm. so important to write books 
with a good story. I mean, I named my show A Good Story is a Good Story. My my manager years ago said just write a good story. And so I think that people mm-hmm. are not paying attention to the fact that just, just write a good story. And like you said yeah. before, you know, that you're all saying the same thing. It's like it's about love, and that's it. And, you know, and you pick this subject because – Fifty-one years ago, this did happen. Mm-hmm. And I will, I will say this, and I, I think probably the same for both other authors that are on here, or all the authors really um, that were in this. In our regular books, we don't address the race issue as much. We have yeah. interracial couples, and we just have a love story. But this one, mm-hmm. that was the hardest thing was that we actually had to have the people calling them out and have the people saying that's not appropriate for that one reason, where. We don't have that in our other stories, but because for us, we're trying to show that it's in our regular stories, it's just about the couple. Right. I mean, I even had somebody who mm-hmm. read um, my last book, and she actually said, so what race was the ex-boyfriend in Little Mama? Because she said, do you even say that? And I said, well, yeah, I think I did, because it's one of those yeah. things, it's the last thing that I put in. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if I'm doing a description of her eyes or her skin or her, well, I write textbooks, so nipples or whatever. You know, then there's going to be a description there, but that's not the main part. And that was a little, that was one of the things that was a little bit different with this book um, or, you know, the short story that's in this book was we actually had to pull out the race part, which normally we, we leave out. And the ironic part is I'm usually told by the bigger publishers that I need to put the race thing in because that's the important part. And I'm like, that is so not the important part of the story. The mm-hmm. important yeah. part is the two people. See, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. And yeah. it's not just for, you know, but I think a lot of things are done for effect, you know. And, I, you know, even in my mm-hmm. guilty pleasures, mm-hmm. yes, I do have an, uh, a relationship um, between two people of different races. And it just was part of just what I wrote. I mean, he was the bartender. She was the escort. They met each other. They had a few love scenes. So what? You know, I mean, I just wrote it. It happened to be there. You know what I mean? That he showed up. You know, he was there. She was there. And he was cute. He liked her, so that was that. And I didn't really think about mm-hmm. it that much, you know, and I don't care. But I think people, you know, and um, when you see TV and movies, I think it's more acceptable on a lot of the soap operas and not acceptable on some other shows. But I, I don't know if you watch Dynasty, but I thought it was really interesting what Dynasty did, the new one. Did any of you see it? Oh, no, I uh, haven't. I haven't seen the new the one. The new Dynasty Mm-mm. changed it. Oh, they have a lot going on there. And they changed, and there's a lot of different people. They're different races, and um, well, the LGBT, mm. they have everything in it. And di- the old dynasty didn't have that. Well, they did have the LGBT, no. but they didn't have racial relationships, and now they do. And it's nothing. They mm. don't, it's no big deal. So I think oh. the fact that they did that to change that story, because it was, a, it was a, mo- a show from so many years ago that they redid, but they used the same names, but they're not exactly the same, you know, the, they're either sometimes they have a woman or a man or they changed, you know, to different races, which I think is really good because it's the same storyline, but it's it's a mixed relationship and it's very interesting. So I think they're, they have, mm-hmm. it was pretty gutsy, I think, for mm-hmm. them to do because that was mm-hmm. already a standing story. 
you know, and so I think maybe yeah. it's going to change. That can get you yeah. a lot of negative feedback, too, if people right. don't like yeah. the way you switched up something that is yeah. well-loved. But it, it worked. You know what? It really worked, okay? You know, um, it worked, and, and we'll see if it has another season. I think it does. So if it did, they must, it must have viewers, you know. So I guess that's a good mm-hmm. thing. That is a you good know. thing. But, uh, you know, the way things are going right now, we don't really know what's going to happen. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We will see. But now I have more guts myself in writing because I hear what people talk about on CNN and all the stations, and I figure, like, hey, I can mention any word I want now and be okay. So I'm all right. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about it. You know, and, and I think that, you know, I think some of us get inhibited. Myself, I did, you know, and, and about words and things that I use anyway. I didn't. I, I was very hard for me when I first started writing to be able to do that. But now I use them because I talk like that all the time now, so I can't help it. You know, they're just part of vocabulary. So I think even scenes with, you know, different races, I think hopefully one day it won't be so important, you know, to anything like to take notice. Like, Michelle, you just said when you were writing it, you just wrote it. You weren't thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's the exactly. story. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It, it's. That's the last part of the story that I care about is is the race of the two people. It's it's more the couple and what happens between them and the story, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you know maybe we'll you know maybe someday if you know we'll be able to see that people won't care as much. Hopefully. 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 We all we're all in agreement on this. We're all in agreement. Oh yeah. Does anybody want to ask anybody a question? You know, like with your characters, you know, do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, what each of the books are about, or how do you you want to do that? Is that okay? Or oh, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Michelle, go um, ahead. Go first. Go ahead. Yeah. Or Angela. Okay. Um, well, I did my. I don't think anybody remembers, but in the early '90s, there was a show called a movie that John Travolta and Harry Belafonte were in, where it was called White Man's Burden, and basically. It switched society so that um, black men were the hierarchy as opposed to white men. And so I kind of did something along that line. They basically said there was a slave rebellion and black men ended up being the superior and black women, you know, instead of having a, a white guy would get a black wife as a trophy wife instead of the other way around um, if, they, if they finally got successful in our society. And so I kind of did that, and I had... Um, I have Audie, who is named after a car because all the people in her family are named after a car. She's a mechanic. <laughs> and um, John, who John, who has taken a long, he, he's he's one of he's like fourth in line, you know, and he's in this very successful um, family. Um, he's getting ready to take over the business um, that is that is multi million dollar business, and his car breaks down and she rescues him and he falls in love with her. And, but the problem is he can't bring her around his family because basically uh, white people are just like to be servants. There's no other reason for them to be around. And that's kind of, you know, and th- there's a few little comments that come up, like, about, you know, um, a white person throwing a fit and having road rage, and that's what caused part of the traffic jam. And just, you know, that's just how they are. That's how they act. You know, they don't know any better. And just kind of flipping the switch, the, the script on it, like Audie, Audie's father was gunned down because he had a cell phone, and the cops were looking for somebody and they shot him instead. And so, kind of, I kind of tied in a lot of the things that are going on right now, that you know, um, um, 
it's it, to blacks in society, only it's happening to whites instead. So there's a lower class, and people don't care. And so that was kind of how I did that and how whether his family will accept her because they've already disowned his aunt because his aunt married a white man. And it didn't matter that he was a successful white man. He was a white man, so they disowned her from the family. And so how can he bring this woman when, to you know, they'll lose clients, they'll lose everything else. He can't be seen in public with her type deal. So that's kind of where my story is. And all he wants is to make her happy because he loves her. That's so good. They have to fight we like a lot. <laughs> That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Being happy. Exactly. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. bad thing. Exactly. Angela, you want to talk about yours? Okay, I had you guys on mute because I was eating some Doritos. But oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> are they good? <laughs> I have to hit the unmute button. <laughs> they are so tasty. Um, but, yeah, so my story is called... Um, Beyond everything, and I play a little bit on the dynamics between um, religion as well as race. So the characters in my book, one is Jewish and one is not Jewish. Um, And so it's really just kind of this happenstance of a meeting um, that sparks interest. And it's a little bit plays on the obligation of family. So if you are someone who is raised within a family that has a certain mindset for who you should be and what your um, future should look like, and if you want to go against that, kind of what that would take for you to be able to go against what is the norm of your family and say that you want to do something different um, even to explore the possibility of that something different. So, um, so yeah, so one of my characters, my male, is a white Jewish male, and my woman is um, a black uh, Christian woman or basically a black spiritual woman. Um, and so it's really the, con- the contrast of what that, how that plays out and what that looks like, both being someone who... Um, falls in love with someone who is of a different um, something that is that is so different from you that you have to look at what that really means for everything that is to come forth, and both from the other standpoint of you know going against everything that your family has set in place for you. So that's it. That's good. Well, it, it, well because it happens, and it does happen mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, all it, over. it does. You know, it's a, it's yeah, a choice. It it's does. a decision a lot of people have to make. Yes. That's right. And you know, and you know, and if they make a decision that's not right for them, and they end up with someone that they really didn't love, it's really the wrong decision then, because their whole life they're not happy. So it's it's really kind of sad then. You know, they're not because they did meet someone that would make them happy, and if they end up marrying someone that doesn't, it, it's you know, then what is life for then to be happy? You know, not miserable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that you know people. I think that's why this is such a, a good topic because it's it mm-hmm. it doesn't re, you know it's it could be any religion you know that if you're not exactly the same the parents whatever the whole family they don't always you know li- like it or understand it but then a lot of times they learn to understand it because if they see their child happy it should be good that should be right okay Rihanna 
These okay, sound like good so stories. My, these are good stories. This is a good idea. I think, they're, I think these stories are awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, so my story is Secret Devotion, and it is a story, modern-day contemporary romance. So it's the story of Tanner and Chantel, and they met when they were small children, um, and uh, I think it was seven and six that was when they met. And they basically spent their entire lives together from that moment. They were friends. They, you know, wherever you saw Tanner, you saw Chantel and vice versa. And over the years, um, they they fell in love. Of course, this teenage, you know, teenage love uh, morphed into adult love um, that morphed into something even stronger. But as they are evolving and changing, they both know what they want with each other um, as teenagers, but as they begin to verbalize that those feelings to others, namely their families, um, that's when they get the backlash. Um, it's okay for them to be friends, but it is not okay for them to be a couple, for them to be in yeah. love, for them to... Yeah. Um, be married and have a future together. And um, it's really his family that is, is so against it. Her family, maybe not so much. They just don't, don't understand um, why she is, why Chantel is okay with keeping their relationship a secret and hiding it because they literally hide um, how they feel about each other from the public for 20 years. And it gets to the point where Chantel begins to question herself and her morals and why isn't she forcing the issue. Um, where Tanner, um, he, he feels everything is going just fine um, because he has Chantel in his life and that's all he needs. But ultimately it, it begins to, to, to rip, you know, to tear away at their relationship because the question of, you know, the questions of shame uh, begin to crop up in, in Chantel's mind. Is, is Tanner ashamed of her? Is Tanner ashamed to be seen with her? Is she his dirty little secret? Um, and, you know, is he, uh, is he happy to keep her hidden away and, and out of the public eye while he woos and, um, you know, follows the the desires of his parents to marry a Caucasian woman. Um, and so it's that, it's that really that, that mindset of that catalyst of, can I continue to do this? Right. Can I, you know, I'm no longer willing to be hidden away. And, and that is what um, I know I, you know, it's modern day, but that is what happened in, in the, you know, in historical times where, the Caucasian man and the and the black woman were having an affair or they were a couple, but it was this shameful secret yeah. where they yeah. could never go out in public um, and their children were ostracized and, uh, you know, he would marry someone else while keeping his black mistress, you know, on the side for years, you know, but married to the white woman to, to you know, not lose face in the public eye. So, um put a modern spin on an on an old <laughs> old but very factual right, then, yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah, that but, has yeah. to right, right, right. That goes to show you. I mean it really you know, I mean in you know, historical you know, it is hard to write historical, you know, 
for and you have to really be accurate a lot of times with historical mm-hmm. but you know it when people i've had a lot of historical romance writers on and it's basically they have plenty of sex i mean because and they have lots of things mm-hmm. going on because it's just you know they didn't have TV. They didn't have iPads. They didn't have a lot of other things. <laughs> so they had relationships, mm-hmm. you know. And it's always so interesting because you really think, you know, love and all, everything is so different in those times, but not really, mm-hmm. you know. And right. It's really the you, same when, you know, thing. Right. <laughs> it's just a yeah. different context. It's, but right. It's, exactly. It's the same. And, you know, mm-hmm. but, yeah, because, I, you know, when I've had romance, uh, historical, it, it really is. It's just, you know, and I think that a lot of times people go, oh, I'm not going to read historical. Oh, I'm not going to read horror. I'm not going to read this or that. But actually, basically, the end of the day, it's about a story. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the story put in a the certain setting. But, it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could be any. You know, where it, it's what the characters do, and I think as writers we know right. that. So that's why people that are readers sometimes they don't understand that if they just pick up a book, it might really be a good story, and it might be something they would enjoy rather than never reading it because they say, "Oh, I'm not reading this. I'm not reading mm-hmm. erotica. I'm not reading, mm-hmm. you know, horror stories." That people just go like, "Oh my God!" You know, and even years ago when I was sending things out with you know, screenplays out, they go, "I don't want horror," you know, and. People love horror movies, but and usually the studios end up making them, you know, from the scripts within a lot of it, you know. But people, mm-hmm. you know, I've had horror shows on, you know, authors, and we just talk about writing, just like anything else, just like we're <laughs> talking about now. It's just about writing, you know, writing, marketing, you know, enjoying the craft mm-hmm. of it. And it seems that all of you are really happy with this project, so that's a good thing, mm-hmm. you know, when that happens, yeah. when you're happy with the end result. Yeah. Yeah, I think it yeah. was a really good opportunity for us to come together and just really kind of stretch, stretch our writing. Are you writing planning anything again? Bit. Are you planning to do anything again together, or did you all seem to work well together? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think there's Brianna always. And I. Oh, that's right. We are. We're glad, Angela. We're going to write another book, but so. Say it again. Oh well. Well, yeah, because we, we break up and do stuff together in a part. Like, I'm doing something with Rihanna coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, when does that come out? That's like next year. Next, well, it's next coming, year. Sometime. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> next year. And then Michelle and I are writing a book together. That's um, good. A, mm-hmm. Another book, a co-writing a book. But, yeah, Angela and I are, in a, are doing something that's for 2019, uh, two things for 2019. So we That's all, good. I mean, I think yeah. this, the, the author world, like, you know, as Angela mentioned, you know, our writing tribe, our writer's tribe, we yeah. really do try and support each other and, and That's so important. you know, promote it each matters. other. It, and, it, yeah, see, that it above does all, matter. That matters. That matters. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you, start, you start weeding yeah. out. Yeah. You, you, mm-hmm. you start weeding out the people that aren't really helping or aren't really and you right. know, especially when you're when you're newer. I mean, I've got people that I've moved on from that you know, yeah, mm-hmm. you thought they were helping you and they really weren't. And then you start finding the ones that really do, and then you then you bug them insistently on Facebook until they until they really help you, right, Rihanna? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but, but, you know, but honestly, you know, the thing is, you see all these people, you know, but the, like even from the same time I've started nine years ago, there's so many different people, and a lot of the people have disappeared. I don't know where they are. You know, they've gone, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. I think basically at the end of the day, the people, if they expected it 
to you know they were going to just be a number one bestseller making a lot of money that's very hard to do so if you enjoy what you do you make friends on the way this is a good thing so I mean that can't be yeah. bad and mm-hmm. so that's why I continue to do mm-hmm. shows because it's so fun you know and somebody's calling in but I'm not answering that call so that's not going to happen <laughs> you know but you know you know uh, I'll tell you you know it is interesting though when you see all this but you know I want you know Michelle, organize this again because I would love to have you guys on again. And I'll have a few more mm-hmm. too, but I think this is interesting because I think people need to hear about just people writing together, sharing their stories, enjoying each other, you know, as friends, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. really mm-hmm. friends, you know, not just Facebook friends and saying like, I hate you today. <laughs> I, there's not <laughs> as much as there was before because a lot of people are gone. So I think if negativity mm-hmm. gets off, that'll be really good for authors. Because we don't need, mm-hmm. you know, we got we're in our own heads yep. being negative. We don't need other people being negative about That's it. Right. You know, I mean, I think it's yeah, it, it's it's the way it is. And you know, I did find this, but I about that Nicholas Cruz. I just want I would look that up. Wait a minute, if I could still, but I guess it was somebody that from the Parkland shootings, and they were I guess mm-hmm. the um, Nicholas Cruz is the one that was sorry that he didn't say anything. So I guess when the guy said he hated. Nicholas Cruz, I'm getting it now, what he was saying. So that's pretty bad. But okay. we survived that, didn't we? <laughs> so he yes, left us. The, the phone call's gone now because he's not, he's not there's no, there's no, <laughs> right, he, he didn't wait for me to pick up because I guess I'm not picking up. But, you know, so this has been that fun, and awful. thank you all. And, you know, I wish you luck with it. Where can, it, is it also on Smash Smashwords too, or? No, it's on um, Kobo, Overdrive, Apple. Okay, Kobo. Um, uh, Scribd. Um, yeah, so you're on draft two digital. Yeah, the draft. Mm-hmm. You're on the digital draft two. Yeah, digital. Yeah, but yeah it, I think that's I a pretty good site. Yeah, you know uh, yeah, I'm, the I'm, problem. I'm, I'm, I'm trying it out. <laughs> so, well, you know, I I put stuff on there, and now. I did do good. The first yeah. few months, it was doing well. And now they've added things to their program, and all of a sudden it's like nothing. So I maybe I did, you know, you oh. got to add more things, and I have no idea. You know, it's like you have to be a genius to figure all this out. So I, I really don't know. As much as you try, you can't figure it out, you know. But I think it seems yeah. to be a good way because they put it on Kobo and all these other sites. So and they do yep. pay, you know, they they mm-hmm. yes, they pay every month. So, but I just don't know why the drop is because I think when they added things, I don't know what happened. So I have to go in there, you know, because there's so much work involved in doing all of this, you know, marketing mm-hmm. that there it is. can mm-hmm. give you writer's block. Or it can. I think, it can. It I can. think it does. All right. All right. So everybody have a good weekend. And um, it's nice in Chicago. Thank you, It's sunny. And thank you all for coming on. And please come back again. And thank you to all Absolutely. of you that we and it's also Thank on iTunes, you. so I'll be putting this out, okay? I'll put it out more, and uh, but it does go automatically now on iTunes, and that seems to be boosting, so that's a, it boosts the rating, so that's, that's a good, good thing. So mm-hmm. they'll be hearing it, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and thanks again, and have a good weekend. Okay, thanks, Martha. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Take ladies. care. Finish, Bye, go guys. finish the Doritos. So go finish the Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> Already. Bye-bye. Already. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.